Hey, it's Kathy. I'm just hopping in real quick to tell you that the doors are closing to the Abundance Method program today. That's right. May 16th, four o'clock Pacific time, we close the doors to this program. And I'm so excited to watch you change your life. I'm so excited to see what happens when you tap into the energy that is within you and you start to attract so much into your life and there's incredible synchronicity and you start to perceive what was always here in plain sight and that which was hidden becomes revealed. If you want to join us, you can go to kathyheller.com slash join. And remember, those of you who sign up for the Platinum, you get the retreat included. It's going to be an incredible retreat. It's a three-day experience. You can choose between July or October and the July is definitely filling up. So come on in and join us. Again, the doors close at four o'clock Pacific today. You can sign up at kathyheller.com slash join. I cannot wait to spend 12 weeks with you and watch you become a master at manifesting the most gorgeous experiences and opportunities and abundance into your life. When you're sitting with yourself or you're journaling and you're like, what do I want to talk about? Oh crap, that's terrifying. Good, go do that. Because most likely that's what's going to light your soul on fire. I believe that the opposite of depression, it's not happiness, it's purpose. I believe that every single person has something unique to contribute to the world. And that's why I wanted to create a show called Don't Keep Your Day Job. Don't Keep Your Day Job is about figuring out what it is that you were here to do in this world that only you can do to make the world more whole, more beautiful, and to stop selling yourself short, and to stop sitting it out, and to figure out how to take this thing you love, whether it's art or music or screenwriting or dance or baking, and how do you weave this thing that you love into a life that you get to contribute, that you get to do what you love full time, because it's not just about business, it's about contribution, it's about meaning. That is what we seek, that is what we truly want, and you absolutely are here to serve the world, and I want to help you figure out just how much value you have inside of you. And every single week, we're going to be talking to people who have something to add to help you get out of your own way, to help you be more successful, to help you be the truest expression of you. My name is Kathy Heller. I'm so glad that you're here. Let's dive in. Thanks to Indeed for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Right now, small businesses have to be more efficient than ever. Every hire is critical. Indeed is the number one job site in the world. Get a free $75 credit at indeed.com slash dreamjob. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. Also, thanks to Fiverr. It's so easy to find freelance talent for your business or product. Don't waste any more time. Get 10% off and the service you deserve by going to F-I-V-E-R-R.com and use code DREAMJOB. And thanks to ShipStation. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. Use my offer code DREAMJOB to get a 60-day free trial. Hey, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. So today I'm now sitting in a new house recording this for you. I moved across the country on Thursday. Um, my sister and I flew with my three kids to South Florida and my husband is still in LA finishing packing things up. And um, it was crazy. Um, we wore masks and face shields we paid extra to sit in first class. I have to say JetBlue did an amazing job and they're not paying me to say it, but it was excellent. We didn't check any luggage so that we can get here sort of even safer without having to be in the airport too long. And um, when we came right to our home and we've been here for a few days and 
it's really peaceful, I have to say. Like right outside the house is a beautiful lake and there's these blue herons and egrets and there's this breeze, this constant breeze and my kids are in and out of the pool all day and it feels like a gift to be able to quarantine here. And it was really layered for me, you know, moving back to South Florida was... I, I kind of left South Florida, you know, I, I left intentionally 17 years ago and LA has been so magical for me. I met my husband. I had three beautiful girls. I figured out how to find all of you. You know, I, I took all these different twists and turns and then was able to build a business that just feels like a dream every day. It just feels so epic. And in a way I feel like once I met all of you, that was, you know, time I could leave because I could take you all with me. Because I must say, having this kind of an online business and being able to make an impact and working from home and being able to connect with people all over the world, I really do think that this is one of the lessons of what's going on right now during COVID. And I, I want to keep helping you with that. But anyway, it did feel like such a gift to be able to just pick up and still get to do what I do on the other side of the country. And... I keep telling my sister looking out the window at this beautiful lake and the breeze in the tree. I keep saying like, I feel like I'm in rehab from, from being a workaholic. You know, I think for the last 10 years, just being in LA, just you become really affected by your, by your environment and the pace is so fast. And, you know, I was never that kid. I didn't grow up being super type A. I wasn't in all the AP classes. I wasn't ever a perfectionist or anything. And I'm still not a perfectionist, but I took on this, like keeping up with the Joneses, go, 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 go. And it's just the pace. It's just like, if you're in Manhattan, you know, there's just a certain kind of rhythm to it. And being here, I'm like decompressing and I feel like it's, it's medicine for me. So I'll keep you posted. I don't know if this is going to be forever and ever, but for right now, it feels like just hits the spot. I will tell you though, that when we got in on Thursday night, it was a disaster. We got in and realized that the air conditioning wasn't working. So my house was 84 degrees and the plumbing wasn't working and my three-year-old had to go to the bathroom. So you can imagine that first night was really hard and I barely got to sleep and wanted to turn around and go home. But then the next day we had the AC guy come out, we had the plumber come out and uh, later on that evening, I started to understand why this was um, actually a good choice indeed. So I'll keep you guys posted. And I'm really excited because we just launched this Arrive community, which I've been wanting to do for two years, and it's finally here. And you guys, this is going to be so enriching and so life-giving. Over the last week, I've reached out to so many of my favorite people and said, would you be a guest in the Arrive community? And they all said yes. So people like Martha Beck, who's been on this show, she's amazing. She's Oprah's life coach, just an unbelievable human being and so wise, incredibly successful author, um, Jill Stanton, Christy Wright, Jill Solomon, Gina DeVee, and Heather Chauvin, who you're actually going to hear from today. But just everybody's been like, absolutely, I want to come. And so I think it's going to be pretty spectacular. But essentially, we put together this community where you can be a part of this membership. And that means that every single month, you'll be getting coaching from me. 
every single month I'll be doing a podcast like you normally hear, except we'll be doing it live for you, for those of you who are in the community, and you'll get to ask those people questions directly. We'll leave time for making it sort of into a masterclass. And then in addition to that, every single month, we will give you a actionable step. So if the guest that month, let's say it's Jasmine Starr, and we're talking about Instagram, you'll have a chance to talk to her and ask her questions. And then we'll put together a printable guide, like a PDF on what we want all of you to work on that month with a step-by-step direction of what to do. And then as a community, we'll all work on implementing that. And then every single month, we'll be choosing people from the group to feature on the podcast to give shout outs to and to really just just applaud you for taking those steps forward and to talk about your businesses and what you're up to. So it's going to be pretty awesome. And through Friday of this week, we're doing a founding sort of price where if you sign up for six months, you'll only have to pay for four months. So you can check that out at kathyheller.com slash arrive community. And I would love to have you guys in there. I feel like we are definitely affected by the people we spend time with. And I think that this is going to be such a beautiful group of souls who will all be very intentionally wanting to move their businesses forward and take action. And I think that being around one another, it's going to be life-giving. And I have no doubt that you will get so much out of these guest expert masterclasses and these guidebooks that we'll give you, I think will really help you start to see momentum. So come on over and join us. All right. Now let's talk about today's episode because I'm so happy that Heather's here. Heather Chauvin is here. She's a coach, a speaker, a podcast host, and she's also a cancer survivor. She's done incredible work to help women give themselves permission to live more and drop the guilt, ask for what they need, claim an abundant life and heal from fear, anxiety, and overwhelm. Heather is the creator and host of the Mom is in Control podcast. It's an awesome show where she chats with successful women like Carrie Green and Susie Moore about their journey and their failures and their aha moments and successes along the way. And it's packed with action steps, tips, and resources to help you take back control and get started on a life that truly lights you up. You'll definitely want to go listen to her podcast after this interview. Heather has been featured on Huffington Post, The Own Network, CTV, Real Simple Magazine, and on and on. And she has such an empowering story that I think will really inspire you. So without further ado, please welcome the phenomenal Heather Joven. Hi, Heather. Hi, Kathy. I'm excited for this combo. I know because you're very sweet. Um, thank you for joining us in the middle of all that's going on. Thanks for making the time. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important, especially now, to talk a little bit about your story because people need to call up on their resilience So why don't we talk a little about your story? Take us back. So six years ago, I was diagnosed with a stage four cancer, mother of three, and my abdomen was swollen. I was a hustler by trade. I would get that, you know, super mom badge, pat on the back, like, look at Heather. She's just doing it all. And I would breastfeed my son and I would do interviews like this. And I came from the social work world. I'm a recovering rescuer to the nines. And I remember feeling depleted, overwhelmed, overworked, and like I didn't have enough time for myself. So here I was, swollen abdomen, went to the clinic And they were like, I have no idea what's wrong with you. Like, you got to go to the emergency room. I'm like, no, 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 I don't have time for that. Went home, went back the next day because my husband's like, Heather, your symptoms are getting worse. 
I was running away. I was so terrified. So on the spot, did a CT blood work and said, Heather, you have cancer. And there was this knowing inside of me that was like, I already knew this. I already knew this. So then I had to sit with everything that I've been avoiding, which is, of course, all of our biggest fears come to play, which is what a lot of people are experiencing right now. The fear of death, the fear of overwhelm, the fear of loss, the fear of uncertainty, the fear of success amongst the chaos. Like there's so many fears, but just this incredibly uncomfortable emotion that processes through your body. And of course, my first thought was I'm going to die. But my second thought was, I actually don't know how to feel anything but dead inside. That was like my biggest aha moment. Oh, well, if I don't want to die, what do I want to be right now? I want to be alive. I want to feel alive. I want to feel energized and happy and excited. And I realized I had no idea, Kathy, how to actually feel that because all of the action that I took on a daily basis was to fuel more fear in my life, the lack and uncertainty of not enough time, not enough money, not enough energy. Just give everything of yourself, Heather, to your children, because that's what the world teaches you. And that is what a good mother is. And that's what got me to kind of where I am today. It's such an intense story. And how you tell it is fascinating because you tell it through the lens of self-awareness. So you tell it through the lens of this is what it came to show me. This is what it came to teach me rather than these were the things that then happened. And then I went through this and then this, and then this, you kind of skip that and you go to, and here's what I got from it. Here's Mm -hmm. what I learned from it. So that's amazing that you look at it that way. And it's obvious you do because you've taken so many of the things that you wanted away from that experience and now help other people with that. So you found out and then what happened? So the interesting part was previous to getting diagnosed, I was already in this personal development world. So I was reading all the books. I was taking the workshops. I even had coaches and all of that, but I wasn't doing the work. And for whatever reason, the diagnosis gave me permission to integrate. And so almost immediately is like, Heather, this is happening for you. It's not happening to you. I think because I was primed. But yes, so when I was diagnosed, it was actually December 21st, 2013. It was a rainy day when I walked out of the hospital with my husband. And I remember looking up because where I'm from, it should be snowing on December 21st. I remember looking up and thinking, you finally have my attention. I have no idea. I couldn't even say God then. Um, I say universe, but I had no idea who I was talking to, what I was talking to. I said, okay, I will slow down. I will listen. I had no idea what it meant to listen. So I go home. Everything is slow, 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 slow. I'm looking at my boys and I'm just like, I'm so incredibly grateful. I'm so grateful. Everything was just like a time warp slowed right down. So because it was during the holiday season, it's kind of like what's happening right now. Everyone's closed. So I had to advocate for myself as well to actually start traditional treatment. I was totally against traditional treatment. That's a whole other conversation. And I'm searching the internet rapidly for retreat centers in Mexico where I can go and I'm talking on the phone to these people and I have all these healthcare professionals around me that are in my family 
telling me I'm crazy and my one focus is screw you. I'm not here to please you right now. I'm here to live. I will do anything I possibly can to live. So as I'm doing this, my abdomen is swelling rapidly because of course I'm diagnosed. First of all, I thought it was like stage one. Nope. By the time I was diagnosed, it was stage four, misdiagnosed, then went to another country, got diagnosed. First time I could get an oncologist to look at me. He looks at me and goes, nope, you were misdiagnosed. This is exactly what you have. Emails the person in Windsor, come back. And I am losing my mind. My body is losing weight rapidly. I'm dying. Literally, everyone's looking at me and they're like, you're deteriorating. I'm like, I got this. I got this. I I just got to wait till Tuesday when I go to the doctor's. And I remember my stepmother looking at me and she is this bold woman. And she said, you will not make it to Tuesday. You need to figure out how you're getting back in that hospital right now. You're going to die before Tuesday. And we made a few phone calls, went back through Emerge, saw the doctor on call and they brought me right upstairs to, um, to start chemo. And I remember someone telling me, oh, it's going to, it's going to get you hard and you're going to be sick for a really long time. Like just instilling this fear in me. And I thought I was a failure because I couldn't help myself. You know, all my friends around me that are literally dropping off baking soda on my front porch, telling me if I mix that with lemon juice or whatever, you know, that's going to cure my cancer. And I'm like, I just have to surrender and trust that the people around me right now can support me and that I cannot do this all by myself. And that if my children eat mac and cheese while I am in the hospital, I'm going to be okay. And I learned so much about community and receiving. Mm. What kind of cancer was it? Uh, It was a sporadic Burkitt's. So it was just these little sporadic tumors all over my abdomen. Oh Lord. Okay. So how long is the process until you come out the other side and you're like cancer-free? So when I started chemo, I was in the hospital the first time for two weeks. I couldn't see my children. I had no idea. I was oblivious to how sick I actually was. So when they started it, I went blind. I lost my eyesight. And then I was like, why can't I see? And she's like, Heather, you're so sick. It's just the chemo, like killing everything. Like, is my eyesight going to come back? And it did. It took a few weeks, but it did come back. So terrifying. Yeah. yeah. So I, I went in two weeks. There was crazy things happening all over the place. But I just remember thinking, let it go, let it go, let it go. It was breaking me down one layer at a time. And then when my counts would go back up, they would ship me home. So then I would go home for four days. She's like, Heather, you're young. You know, your counts are coming back up. We got to hit you again. So I would go home, recover for four days. They'd put me back in the hospital for a week. And I did this for about three or four months. So I had intensive rounds. And then I remember throughout that process, every time it got easier and easier and easier. It wasn't so hard on my body. But I fought tooth and nail to... Of course, like the stubbornness came out. But I remember there were a few pivotal moments in that journey when I wanted to give up. And there were a few pivotal moments Mm. where I completely surrendered. And there's a difference between wanting to give up and Mm -hmm. surrender. Mm -hmm. Tell us what that means in your words. So I'll tell the story. I remember one day my mom was at the hospital with me. And the relationship with my mother is a whole other 
novel. Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> podcast. Um, but it was an opportunity for her to learn how to mother me. And she was giving me a shower and I had a catheter bag and I'm holding my catheter bag and I am bald and skinny and she's bringing me into the shower and I was just crying. And I remember that morning I just looked at her and I said, I can't do this anymore. Like I'm done. And she looked at me and said, you can't give up. And I was like, but I don't want this pain anymore. I can't. I can't handle it. It's too intense. And she said, Heather, if you were supposed to die, you would have already. You're not dead. Get in the shower. We're going to clean you off. Let's go. You can have your pity party. You can feel the way that you want to feel, but let's go. And it was just having that connection with her and being able to tell her how I really felt and being held by her that, I mean, that in itself is a healing opportunity. I got that big time. And then there was this other night where I was alone by myself and that feeling is very familiar to me. And I'm in my hospital room, I'm bald, I'm vomiting. And yet here's the opportunity for surrender. I said, I'm actually at peace. If I die, like I know my children will be fine. I'm good. I've let go of the fear and the worry that if something does happen to me, I will be okay. My family will be okay. And I could feel that. And then I could feel like these angels, colors, lights coming into the room. And there was this weird, what I call plucking, but I surrender. And I remember waking up the next morning and I knew I was going to live. So when things did not look good, I knew I would be okay. I'm like, we got this guys. We just have to trust, trust that we're in the mud, trust that, you know, this is the breakdown before the breakthrough. And that was when I knew the difference between surrendering versus wanting to give up. I had to let go. And it wasn't something that I could consciously do. I just had to like, stop trying to control the process. Yeah. Yes. Stop trying to control yes. the outcome. Mm -hmm. Yep. So powerful. And it's so generous of you to share all this. And you guys, I want you to, if you haven't already, I want you to follow Heather on Instagram and look at her because it's she's so strikingly gorgeous. It's hard to picture her the way she's describing. And it takes a, a tremendous amount of integrity to even talk about what that looked like because mm -hmm. who wants to be seen in that way? And this part about surrendering and trusting the process is where all the magic lives. This conversation is amazing, but before we keep going, let's just thank our sponsors. 2020 has definitely been the year of uncertainty. So how can your business plan for the unexpected? There's so much happening right now and finding the right talent can be time consuming, frustrating, and expensive. Thankfully, Fiverr's online marketplace connects businesses with freelancers offering hundreds of digital services, including graphic design, copywriting, web programming, film editing, and more. We've used Fiverr to get help with Photoshop editing, and it was such a simple process. All we had to do was go to their platform, type in what we were looking for, and we could customize the 
search based on service, deadline, price, reviews, et cetera. And we were able to contact the freelancer before hiring her to say, hey, here's what we're looking to try to accomplish. Do you think that's something you could do? She was really nice. She gave us fast results and it was definitely a win-win. So whether you're launching your first business, scaling your current business, or in need of extra support to complete a project, Fiverr's global network of on-demand freelance talent is here to help. You'll know exactly what you're paying for upfront, no negotiating needed, and they have 24-7 customer service so their team is ready to help whenever you need. Check out Fiverr.com and receive 10% off your first order by using my code DREAMJOB. Find all the digital services you need in one place at F-I-V-E-R-R.com, code DREAMJOB. Again, that's fiverr.com code dream job. Lately, it feels like I've been buying more stuff online than ever before. And it seems like a lot of other people are headed in this direction too. And if you're an e-commerce seller, are you ready to meet the demands of our new delivery culture? Now you can be ready with ShipStation. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. Just a few clicks and you'll be managing your orders, printing out labels, and getting your product to happy customers. I get so many messages from you guys about what awesome products you're selling on Amazon or Etsy or your own website. And good news for you, no matter where you sell, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface so you can manage them from any device, even your cell phone. They work with all the major carriers like USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment, so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. And what I love is that they offer big discounts on shipping costs, so any business can access the same postage discounts that are usually reserved for large Fortune 500 companies. You'll always know that you're getting the best deal, and right now, Don't Keep Your Day Job listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use offer code DREAMJOB. Make sure you're business is ready to meet the demands of delivery culture, get started at ShipStation.com today. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in DreamJob. That's ShipStation.com, then enter offer code DreamJob. ShipStation.com, make ship happen. So can you talk to us about what you're now helping moms with? You, you have a podcast, Moms in Control. What does that mean to you? And how do you teach women and and anybody who's willing to listen, because it would be the same for a guy too, who's overworked and overwhelmed. So previous to my diagnosis, I left social work. I started an online business and I was teaching mindfulness to children and parents. And so meditation was what cracked me open to conscious parenting, um, really connecting to my son on a deeper level, but he was just mirroring and projecting what I needed, which was to meditate myself, right? But I'm like, no, my first product was actually called Teach Your Kid to Meditate. And every, because they wanted their kid to calm down, but everything I was teaching was you need to practice what you are preaching here and you need to become the person you most desire your children to be. So bingo. Exactly. So I was teaching all of that and I was working with these women and they're like, Heather, I don't understand my son's anger. I don't understand his behavior. We're implementing these strategies. And I'm not paying attention to the fact that she's saying, I'm depleted. I'm overwhelmed. I'm not satisfied in my relationships. I hate my career. There's so much pressure on me. I don't have time to implement this. And we're having those conversations, but the main focus is on the child. After this happened, I was like, I'm done. I'm done talking about how to get your kids to do this and how to get your kids to do that. It's about this conscious relationship. It is parenting to me is personal growth on steroids. And I started interviewing these women and everyone said, I want to be in control. I want to be in control. So that's how mom is in control was born. It's the only thing I have is the podcast called mom is in control. People like, Oh yeah, being in control. I'm not in control. And I'm like, that's the whole freaking point. You're not in control. 
It is learning how to, even though with this chaos going on around us, I know how to get myself grounded. And it might take a week, but at least I know the actions that I can take to get back to who I am because I have done that work to dig deeper. And there was resistance. I would see people, there was two types, right? The ones that were willing to dive into that consciousness and dive deeper into that relationship with their child and saying, okay, my child needs support, but I need support too. How can we do this dance with us together? And then there's people that are like, you know what? I just want the quick fix. And I was like, I'm not that person for you. I can't be and good luck. And I hope you find it, but I just want you to know that Every day that you refuse to look at yourself and your reactions, your behavior, how you show up every single day, you're literally handing that baggage onto your children and saying, if I'm unwilling to do this work, you're going to have to do it. Oh my God. I wish you could say that every day and only say that. It's like so powerful. We were standing in the kitchen the other day and we were talking about, my kids are watching Annie. And I said, my husband's dad had to be in an orphanage at one point because during the depression, parents had to sometimes give up their kids. And then we were talking about the reality of it. My husband was saying this uh, Miss Hannigan character wasn't so far from the truth. These kids were beat up a lot in these orphan. People were not in a good place. It wasn't like these were the most mindful people. Um, and then he said, and then, you know, so my dad wasn't that nice to me, but it was a big improvement on like what he had, you know? And I was saying to my husband, it's amazing how the trauma just gets passed down, you know? And now my husband, of course, you know, has never laid a hand on my kids, but I see his own pain and his own struggle and some of that they will pick up, you know, just like with mine, right? Just like with all of us. And I was saying, it's amazing. We just pass it along. We pass it along. And it's our job to do that work. It's our job to do that work. I want to highlight one thing that you said and bring it back to you. You were talking about how you started out teaching mindfulness parents. How can they teach their kids and all of that? What I love about what you're saying, I want the audience to really hear this piece is that you started where you started and then you listened and then it led you somewhere else. And it again, goes back to trust the process with your business. It's just like everything else. You found that your audience, you were listening and you were hearing them say all these other things that you realized needed to be looked at before we could tell them to sit on a mat with their kids and belly breathe. Mm -hmm. And you were willing to pivot there. Mm -hmm. That's incredible insight on your part. And now you have full-fledged brand around helping moms, coaching moms. When you raised your hand to do that work, did you have this thought, who am I to be a coach? Who am I to have this podcast? Do you have any of that imposter syndrome going into that? I have that now. I have it every single <laughs> like... day. But the moment I got out of chemo and my oncologist said, good luck, you're done. And remember, I wanted to learn how to feel alive. So there was a process that I started teaching. But the number one thing I started doing was documenting everything. Like, how am I doing this? What steps am I taking? And then I just started teaching that. So when somebody comes to me and they're like, Heather, and I have, you know, we all have a process. Everyone wants the perfect blueprint and this, the templates. I'm like, listen, send me your thoughts. I will send you my feedback. I'm a collaborator. But it gets to a point where you have to trust that you can hold space for somebody and dig deeper and ask them the uncomfortable questions, but it is not my job to do the work for somebody else. So that was the number one thing I had to let go of. 
imposter syndrome to me is just fear wearing a different mask. I'm terrified on a daily basis to put myself out there in the world. But I know now when there's this whisper or calling when you're sitting with yourself or you're journaling and you're like, what do I want to talk about? Oh crap. That's terrifying. Good. Go do that. Because most likely that's what's going to light your soul on fire. So I sit with the imposter syndrome. I have those conversations with people and go, I don't know if I can support you, but let's talk. And then let's see if what I'm saying to you and my reflection feels good when it hits your soul. And if that feels good, we're a match. But if you're just going to sit back and go, okay, great. You have my credit card number. My life is going to be peachy. No, that's not going to work. And here's another thing. There's so much unlearning that we have to do. We're conditioned, especially in the parenting world. I'm writing a book right now and I just, you know, they're like, what's this vision for the book? I'm like, I want people to enjoy it. And I want them to feel like they're reading this like juicy stories, but there's no pressure that they're doing it the wrong way. There's no pressure that here's the easy, quick fix strategy to get to where you want to be. We have to sit with ourselves and go, what feels good to you? Do you want to start a podcast? Do you want to write a book? Do you not want to do any of that stuff? Do you want to let your business go? Do you want to start a new one? These are difficult questions to ask and nobody's going to be able to answer them for you. So imposter syndrome is already there, but I just was not willing to also stay in my suffering and my pain. And I could go way, way back when I started my business I used to wake up at three o'clock in the morning and run on my treadmill because I had severe, severe anxiety, the fear of failure, but I just kept running forward because I knew I could never look at my son who I only had one at the time when I started look at him and think, I just never want you to feel the way that I felt as a child. So I will do everything I possibly can to make sure that you have the best life possible. Mm. And that's what kept me going. So when I would feel who am I? Who am I? I would sit with that and go, but people are asking me for this. Yeah. I need to listen to the calling, not attend to the fear. Mm. So many great things in there. I love this whole piece about how it's not your job to do the work for people. I don't hear that enough. I mean, I'm thinking about anybody I've ever paid to help me with something. A therapist for sure is not going to say, great, pay me for a session. And then you sit on the couch and I will tell you what to do with your life. That would be the worst therapist you could find. That's like the ter most terrifying thought. Like, yeah, I'm going to pick a person to tell me the answers, right? She's, he or she's basically going to sit with you and make a space for you to do your work, right? And you think about any school you've gone to, you're going to go to a dance academy. Like, is the teacher going to like get on her point shoes and do it for you, you're going to build the muscle. You're going to sweat. You're going to fall down. You're going to get back up. It's not your job to literally go inside of someone else's life, process, business, whatever it is, and fix it. But you might be able to be a support. You might be able to add to the conversation for that person. And that could go a really long way. Can we talk about what some of the biggest issues are that your moms come to you with and what your advice is for them? What, what would you say are the two biggest things? One of my favorite questions I get is, I don't know what I want or I'm stuck. Yeah. And I believe that is just fear trying to keep you safe. So I'm like, get out a pen and paper. What do you want? I don't know. Okay, great. 
what don't you want? You know what oh, you don't want. Yeah. You know what you don't want. And then flip it. Well, I don't want to yell anymore. I don't want to work so much. You know, I don't want to feel gross in my body. I don't want to be stuck behind a computer all day. I don't want to be arguing with my partner. Great. What do you want? The opposite of that. Okay. If you're going to focus your mental energy on what now you do want, because you've just flopped all of that, what small actions do you need to take on a daily basis to just start shifting the momentum in that direction? Well, I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what it would feel like to work less. Are you in the same career? What lights you up? Go back to who you were when you were a child. What excited you? And this takes time. This takes dedication. This is little baby stepping stones. So for me, I knew that I loved helping people. And I was so fixated on like, what does my logo look like? What does my website look like? What is this? Who do I want to help? Why do I want to help them? What can I help them with? When you're having conversations with people, what do you get lit up about? So it's just starting to ask yourself, how do I want to feel every single day? So we do a lot of journaling. Um, I'm a huge advocate for a morning intention or routine. It does not need to be at five o'clock in the morning, but you need to create some space for yourself. I always talk about energetic time management and boundaries. Those are my favorite topics. Um, I truly believe sustainability is essential. You know, we're running a marathon here, but you can actually walk the whole marathon if you desire. But if there's some aspect of your life that doesn't feel good chronically, not for a short amount of time, right? Everything might feel chronic right now, but right now what's happening is everything in your life is being magnified. So it's just showing you what's not working. Um, if it's not working, attend to it, pay attention to it. So it's really about, what is your body saying to you? What does it need? Where are you going in your life? Taking those little action steps. And I'm also a big fan of community. I used to think I could do it all by myself until I entered a community. And then I realized this was the missing key component of what I've been seeking my whole life is to know that I'm not alone and that we're, we're in this together we need to really be able to support each other on a deeper level. And sisterhood is so magical for that. All of that. So great. I think that um, you're right. Going back to what makes you feel alive. And in the end where you landed was community. I think we're all looking for a sense of belonging. And there's a lot of people listening who I think also, especially in this time, might have something beautiful to put in the world and create a community. And I think so many people who listen have these dreams of creating a community on their Instagram, around a podcast, around their own courses, around their own things. And, and you've built a really beautiful community. And I like to explain to people that it's not about how many people, it's about how deep the engagement is. Mm -hmm. And while you've made a sizable dent in the world, it's also the, the depth of the, the engagement that's there. So can you tell us how the heck um, you did that and what advice you would have for someone who's like, I am feeling brave and Heather's right. Her story needs to be shared. I want to share my story and I want people to feel less alone. And I have this to bring to the table, but I really feel like completely out of touch with, with how on earth I would build a community. What are some of the, the steps that might be doable? Yeah, I, didn't know what my message was for a very long time. I started with teaching mindfulness in my living room with my son. 
And so his friends would come over and I would teach them. And the moms would look at me and be like, what did you just do? Show me that. And then they would tell more people and more people and more people. And then I would start doing these in public because I was terrified to actually pay rent anywhere. So I would do it at like nonprofits and maybe give them a small donation of the $40 I made that day. Yeah, I would just walk up to people and be like, hey, do you want your child to join in on this mindfulness group that I'm holding? And they'd be like, yes, tell me more. And then I thought, there's something else inside of me besides this tool that wants to be expressed. So I started talking to myself and I started the podcast and my first podcast had like eight downloads and I was just talking to myself and I really was hoping that nobody was listening, but I was doing it to get it out into the world because I just needed to express and I do not identify, even though I'm writing a book, um, I would rather do it that way. So I just kept talking to myself, talking, talking, talking. And people would respond and they'd either send me a private message somewhere and I had small email list and um, yeah, I'd put people on my email list. The point was I started sharing because I thought I was alone and people would raise their hand and be like, I feel the same. I feel the same way. And then it just kept growing and growing and growing and growing all because I chose to open my mouth and to talk about something that I was struggling with behind closed doors. And when you do that, you begin to listen to how people respond to you and listen to the questions that they're asking you. And the ones that light you up, they're like, oh, I want to talk more about that. You start talking more about that and you just see where it goes because it is that pivot. But it can be scary too, right? Where I'm like, I feel a bigger desire to start talking about certain things that maybe not in alignment with my current brand. What does that mean, right? But as long as you're honoring yourself and you're saying, what do I want to talk about? Um, when I was going through treatment, I would just put Facebook posts up. And I remember there was a night where my mom and my stepmom tucked me in at night. And I wish I could find the story. I want to go back in my Facebook and find it. And I just wrote out the story and I didn't care, right? There's always that vulnerability of like hit publish and you want to vomit. I don't know how many times I've had that feeling. But because I didn't care, I just hit publish. And I remember the next day or a few days later, my stepmom came up to me and she said, I read your post. And I had this sinking feeling, like that vulnerable feeling of like, oh my gosh, what is she going to say? She goes, I never thought of it that way. Like, I didn't know you experienced it that way of like two women coming together, like mothering you um, at your weakest. And it brought me and my stepmother closer together because she had no idea that I saw her that way. And so the more I started to share, the more I feel vulnerable for putting myself out there, but it's so healing in the process. And I think when you take away the label of the business or how many followers am I going to get from sharing this and you ask yourself by sharing this, whose life can I change? What impact can I make? How can I save somebody else's life? I've had emails from women say, I've been listening to you for over a year and you've completely changed how I mother. You've completely changed how I show up in the world. And then the last line is, I don't know if I would be alive without you. And I just thought, oh my gosh, I've just been sharing my truth and it made such an impact on a complete stranger who I've never had a conversation with. 
why would I ever stop doing this? Why would anybody think they're not good enough when people, we just all need connection and we all have a story within us that needs to be told. Mm, It's so well said. And it sounds like the work is the path, right? All right. Before we start wrapping things up, let's just take a quick ad break. Indeed knows it's a cautious time for businesses across America. Uncertainty flavors every decision. Every financial commitment is vetted and your next important hire is more crucial than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world. Indeed gets you the best people fast and gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in the hire. 73% of online job seekers visit Indeed each month and they've helped over 3 million businesses. So if you want to get the important hire you need, definitely go check out Indeed. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash DreamJob. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash DreamJob. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. I think what then people worry about is, well, I'm a really nice person just like Heather. So if I start to build a following, I then feel bad charging people for things. Mm-hmm. And Heather, you went, you went on to grow a community. It was engaged, small and mighty, got bigger and bigger. And you started programs, right? Coaching programs and all the rest. And they're not free, are they? No, my business is a seven figure business now. And If you would have told me that when I left social work, making $50,000 a year, that I was absolutely terrified of leaving because I had the belief that what if I fail? What if I fail? I was just holding myself back. But I will tell you, money is energy. It is energy. And when you are giving, 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 and not allowing yourself to receive that will show up in your bank account with a little negative in front of it. And that will show up in your mental health, feeling depleted. That will show up in your physical health. That will show up in your anger and resentment in your relationships. And you will ask yourself, why do people not respect me? Why do I feel like people don't take me serious? And it's a hard conversation to have with someone when they say, I can't afford it. Awesome. Which cell phone? are you talking to me on right now? How much is your data? How much is your Wi-Fi bill? How much is the outfit that you're wearing right now? Put a value on that. Why are you telling me that you cannot invest a few hundred dollars or maybe a few thousand dollars in yourself, depending on the level of investment that you're looking at? You're not going to value free. I mean, Kathy, I guarantee you, if I went back and listened to every single episode that you have put in your podcast and followed through with every single action step and reached out to those like little gems of resources that you've shared and the people that you've interviewed shared, my life would change forever. But what happens is people listen for the spiritual entertainment and they don't embody. And that's exactly what happened to me. I was spiritually entertained. I was doing all the things, but I wasn't acting on it because I felt I wasn't worthy. So it was a brave and courageous act to actually put a price tag on my services. And then when someone said, I can't afford it to really dive deeper into, okay, let's talk about that. Because I am all for helping people, but if that person 
is not going to show up to the table, there's actually no transformation that's going to happen. Let's talk about it. Most of what I do is, is higher end programs, but I've also done all the DIY. I've done the smaller products and they're like, I'm just not seeing the results. I'm like, when's the last time you've opened the actual product? Never, never. Great. More money, higher investment, more committed, maybe, but it's totally ultimately up to you. You can literally change your life if you just act on the investments that you make. I, I love yeah. hearing this from you of all people, because we spent 40 minutes first going through your story and there's not a human being in the world who would say that you are not a person of integrity. who's not a kind soul that everyone should stand up for when you walk in the room. And then we go to this part and you are equally in integrity with yourself. Way to go. I'm just curious, how much is your program? Mastery, my core program is $7,000. It's an eight month mastermind, but the value that you get is not just integrated into the curriculum. You have the Q and A's, but here's the thing. Someone who is going to invest $7,000 for eight months of their life where they can dive deep into conscious parenting, into their emotional, mental health, their oh, physical yeah. health, their career. I remember I've had multiple women say this to me. I mean, sometimes the resistance that comes up when they're about to leave, but so many women <laughs> have said to me, my husband, one, had no idea how much this program was, or, you know, they were resistant at the beginning. And he said, I don't care how much you've paid. It was worth every single penny. But these women, when they said yes to this, also were saying yes to the life that they want. And it was go time. They didn't backtrack and stay small. It was like, it was time to show up and do the work. I'm so inspired personally by you. That is amazing. And it makes so much sense. You guys, when you're listening to this, it's like how many low end products have you bought? And you're like, I bought it for the price and a quick fix. And I actually wound up wasting the money because I didn't show up for it. And then you actually spend money on something as real money and there's skin in the game and you show up for it and you do your work. It's sort of like an insurance policy that you're actually going to do the work, right? It's an amazing shift in our commitment. I've even, we do interviews with people to get them into the program. And I've actually said to women, I kick them out within 30 days. So if they're not showing up, they're like, what if, what if I said, you have 30 days. And then if you're just like not opening anything, I'm actually going to kick you out because part of the reason why it is where it is, is because of the energy that is yes. joining the community. Has to be and there. that is number one for me because, well, what if I fail? What if and I said, can I be honest with you? you're not committed. Like you don't actually want to see results. Like you're getting in your way and I can help you with that or I can refer you to somewhere else. But listen, you're going to get what you want if you're committed to the life that you desire. And you can be so, so scared, but you have to be willing to say, I'm scared. Show me the way I did this. Now let's do this. You got to start somewhere. This is all so amazing. It's so empowering. And you've been so generous with your time. Last question is in this time where people are home and they're stressed and they're trying to figure out how to balance their family, find their mental health and pivot their business, which is a, for a lot of people, the big question right now, what's just one thing you want them to potentially know or do that might help? Honestly, I would say you need time to just be with your thoughts and 
if you have to get in your car, if you have a car and you're allowed to do this, you can either just sit in the car by yourself and just be with yourself or get in the car and go for a car ride. If you can walk wherever you are, you're allowed to do that, but just stay safe and just be with yourself. Lock yourself in the bathroom if you have to put some noise (laughs) canceling headphones, but just be with yourself and be brave enough to ask yourself this question with your eyes closed. What's not working? And just listen and then act one little action at a time. And we're constantly manifesting every day. We're taking actions to get to where we want to be or don't want to be. We're taking those actions consciously or unconsciously. And every day I watch myself sabotage and every day I decide to get back up and to get back on the path. And when you're creating that space for yourself to go, what's not working. If you have a partner, you can look at your partner and say, what do you want? What do you need? You can look at your children. What do you want? What do you need? And there's no anger or resentment because you're all giving, you're giving space to everybody and saying, what do you need? And cry. Crying's really good too. We all need to let it out once in a while. Thank you so much. Tell us where we can find you, your podcast and everything else. Thank you, Kathy. Um, Podcast Mom is in Control, found everywhere podcasts are. My website is my name, Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N.com. And I hang out on Instagram as well under my name. So thank you. I just want to say, I just truly appreciate who you are and what you keep putting out into the world. Thank you so much. That is so like you to say that. You are the real Wonder Woman. What an incredible gift to hear this right now. Your voice is very, very, very extra powerful right now. So thank you for this. Oh my God, what a story. I love Heather so much. She's a personal friend of mine and she's just really a force to be reckoned with. Here are the takeaways. Number one, things are happening for you, not to you. Number two, trust that this is the breakdown before the breakthrough. Stop trying to control the process. Stop trying to control the outcome. Number three, you can hold space for someone, dig deeper and ask questions, but it's not your job to do the work for someone else. Number four, listen to the calling instead of attending to the fear. When you envision what you want to do and you think that terrifies me, go do that. That's what lights your soul on fire. Number five, ask yourself what you don't want and then flip it. What small actions do you need to take on a daily basis to shift momentum to that? Number six, sharing your truth can make an impact on a complete stranger. Why would you ever stop doing it? We all need connection. We all have a story within us that needs to be told. And number seven, act on the investments that you make. You can get what you want if you're committed to the life you desire. I'm so glad that you guys are here. Thank you so much for listening. I'm well aware that you have a million things you could be doing. So it means a lot that you choose to spend your time with me. And we have amazing guests coming up on the show. Guy Raz is going to be here in a few weeks. Martha Beck is coming back. So many cool people. So please take a second and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen so you don't miss out. And did this episode inspire you? Can you think of one person who might benefit from hearing it? If so, send it to them, share it with them, text them, email them, and post about it in your Instagram and tag me. And maybe somebody else who needs to hear it then will see it. It would mean a lot to me too. So I love you guys. I'll leave you with a song of mine and I'll talk to you Thursday. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com. So many times I chose to run. So many times I
so 